Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, there's something in the water, a hint of success. Today's guest calls herself an accidental entrepreneur. In fact, you're going to get some great lessons from this show. After years in the tech industry, Kara Golden found herself out of shape and addicted to a certain diet soda. A chain of events led her to create Int, a fruit-infused water with zero sugar, sweeteners, and calories. Kara recently released her first book, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Kara, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, thanks for having me. See, do you get to tell us which one you were you were addicted to? I'm, I'm I, sure it's in the book. I I do. It, so that little company down in Atlanta uh, uh, with that red so, logo, that red yeah, logo, Diet Coke. So my uh, it all started actually. My mom was a tab drinker, and yep. and of course I wasn't going to drink the same drink that she was drinking. And well, I don't so, even think you can get it anymore. Can you? And back well. Tab was discontinued recently. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's um, so. But anyway, I, I Diet Coke was my was my thing. And I never thought there was anything wrong with drinking it until I stopped drinking it to try and change some health. I issues used to that I had. I used to drink Diet Down Diet Down Mountain Dew. Mountain I'm Dew. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. And I, I would drink like 10, 12 bottles of that a day. And and I, well, you're what's called a heavy user. Yeah, so I learned yeah. I learned that there's a there's a term for you inside of these soda companies. And well, and they, they want you to get it now. I, now I'm only about water, and I'm you know I do I here's I now I don't have yours today, but I do have a little bit of something else in there, and I drink water, wine, whiskey, okay, and coffee. That's and and milk. I like milk still, so I do those things. But how how does a tech executive morph into a beverage entrepreneur? Was yeah, it lifestyle so I, that mostly did it for you. Lifestyle, and I had left my role. I was uh, I was VP of e-commerce and shopping partnerships at AOL, and mm-hmm. had a great run there in the late '90s. And huge hockey stick of a um, time for AOL. And when I left, I decided to take a couple of years off. I had I had three kids under the age of four. And Mm. when I finally decided to launch Hint, I had four kids under the age of six. And I was trying while I was, you know, taking some time off from work to really get healthy. I'd gained a bunch of weight, had developed terrible adult acne that I didn't even have as a kid. And my energy levels were down. And so I was looking at everything that I was eating, uh, thinking that maybe that was the issue. And I was continuing to work out. That wasn't the issue. But one day my diet soda was staring at me in the face and I saw all these ingredients that I thought were, you know, interesting, didn't know what they meant. And so I thought maybe I should put it to the side, just like I'm doing with the food that I don't really understand what I'm eating. And that's when two and a half weeks later, I dropped 24 pounds. My energy levels were back. I mean, it was crazy. My skin got better. Boom. It was just like that. Yeah. And I, and I really thought about over really the next six months, I, I thought, gosh, it's so hard for consumers to get healthy. We're, you know, I had been drinking diet Coke for years thinking that I was doing just fine. I grew up in Arizona where I should have been drinking a lot more water, but water was boring. So I wanted a little something in it. And that's when I started slicing up fruit 
to get myself to continue to drink water so I wouldn't cheat. And that's when I really, I went looking for this product on the shelf at my local Whole Foods that had just opened. And I was shocked to see that there were all these things calling themselves water, like vitamin water was really big back then. Yeah, and, right. yeah. and, um, and, and by the way, yeah. sold, I think sold to Coca-Cola for a, a lot of money. Sold I mean, to Coca-Cola, yeah. but I was shocked. There wasn't even a diet version of vitamin water. And I would talk to friends of mine saying, do you know that vitamin water actually has more calories in it than a can of Coke? And they were get like, out. come on. That's no, see, I, I say that, get out. There's no way. Yeah, there's no oh. way. And so that was when I really realized that there's all these words that get us to actually think that things are healthier than they are. And that was the trap that I fell into. So again, wasn't a nutritionist, wasn't a beverage executive, but I was curious about why this was going on and how I had been fooled. And that's when I said, gosh, how hard is it to get a beverage on the shelf at Whole Foods? So I went into my local Whole Foods in San Francisco. I'm a consumer. I just said, hey, what's it take to get a beverage on the shelf? Just like you would do, right? Like, I mean, just... Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, you got to have a name, you got to have a shelf life, you got to have a distributor. And I'm like, okay. Like, I just thought it'd be really fun just to just see if I could do it. And then the more I started researching it, I recognized that I had a hole that I had discovered in the market, which wow. was unsweetened flavored water. Now I mentioned this, I mean, you're a, you know, former head of marketing, you get this. Yeah. We, I not only... I, I didn't, what I didn't realize, and part of what I talk about in the book is it's one thing to actually launch a company, right? You've got a new product and you go launch a company. That's like climbing a mountain. But we launched a new category, which is like yeah. climbing Everest, it's right? Huge. And no, and by, and by the way, that's the thing I tell everyone today. They say, Jeff, if I could do one thing, I said, own the category. Either create the category or own it. And if you could do both, even better because that's their nirvana. Listen, I want to come right back to that. And I want to hold that thought because I think it's, it's, it's crazy that you did this without any experience and you, you were successful at it. Cause it's, that's the odds of that. It's like, it's like saying tomorrow I'm overweight and I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro with, you know, within a year. Okay. We're going to come right back after this message. We'll be right back. C-suite radio. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're live casting right here on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm Jeffrey Hazlett. And of course, you're listening and watching All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. And of course, I'm talking to the new book author, Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. And of course, that is written by the CEO of Hint. And that's right, Hint. We're talking about not just like the Hint. I'm going to give you a Hint. I'm talking about a Hint, which what's in the water. And Kara Golden, she is the CEO and founder of that company. We've been talking about boring water and she started infusing it, turned this big company. Did it ever scare you once you started to realize what the hell you were up against? I mean, you're up against the giants, you know? For sure. So, you know, I, the idea of actually getting it on the shelf is one thing, but the, but then all of a sudden the hard work comes about. I realized that it's a a brand new category. And for those of you who, who haven't really thought about this, really it's um, when you have a new category, you have to not only educate the buyers to sort of know what the heck you're talking about an unsweetened flavored water. And there was no room in the planogram for in any stores. So I was fighting up against not only planograms, but planograms that were essentially owned 
by the soda companies. So why so would they ex want? Explain explain a planogram. What did what? what so a yeah, planogram is essentially yeah. So a planogram is essentially a map. So you go into a grocery store, and you've got the beverage aisle. And in conventional grocery stores like Publix or Kroger or Safeway across the country, a large percentage of the grocery aisle in beverage is owned by one of the soda companies. And there's right. somebody in ice cream, there's somebody in frozen foods. Um, and I knew a little bit about somebody this. Somebody in my canned dad, goods, canned goods, I would think. Totally. Yeah. And, and my dad had actually uh, developed a, a product way back when called Healthy Choice that you may be familiar with. Oh, so yeah. He was, uh, yeah, so he was kind of a frustrated entrepreneur, which is what I, I talk a little bit about him in, in the book. And so he started the company actually, or started the little mini company within a larger company at Armor Food Company. And then they were acquired by ConAgra. And so it was interesting when, when my dad was alive, when I started Hint, I said, how do I get my product into Safeway? And he's like, I have no idea. I mean, basically I negotiated internally with all the rest of the people who have products that are going into the freezer case and ConAgra did own a lot of the freezer case, but right. totally different deal than somebody like me coming in with a whole new category. So a lot of these grocery buyers, even though they like the taste of my product, they, you know, liked me, whatever, they couldn't actually put me in because there was no category. It was water, diet, soda, um, enhanced waters, which all had some sort of sweetener in it or regular soda or juice. This is interesting, Kara, because normally I tell people to be real successful as a marketer, I want to capture customer behavior, okay? Mm -hmm. And in this case, you're doing the opposite of that. I mean, you're capturing customer behavior because they're looking for that. They just don't know they're looking for it, right? And you got to totally. educate them. And then on top of it, you're bucking the system of behavior that the, the supermarkets have. So now totally. you've got to come in and bust through that too. I, I can't, when you were looking at investors, I mean, weren't they saying like bullshit, you'll never do it. Yeah. Well, in yeah. fact, so many investors were afraid of yeah. the big soda companies. They're like, oh. let's just say hypothetically that you really take off. I mean, yeah. what, and then ultimately the soda companies are going to crush you yeah. and because they're going to go and knock you off. And I, and again, having a dad who had all kinds of stories internally, I'm like, you know what? They're not really good at innovating. Yeah, right? That's the What's key it? thing, right? They can't move as fast as you, right? You're, no. you're going like, and, I got nothing. I got no rules here. I got no. right. And and so here I am, an outsider coming in, yeah. asking all kinds of questions. And and it, it, again, back to your original questions about doubt. So I had tons of doubts. I had doubters. I had yeah. fears. I had I had plenty of failures that I talk about in the book. And really, the key to actually being a successful entrepreneur and frankly, person in life, I believe is actually just trying and yeah. knowing that things might not work out. Are they going to fail? Right? You're going to fail. And, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail along the way. But what I always believe is that you're going to learn some really key lessons from those failures. Maybe you're sitting here in the middle of, or at the end of 2020 thinking some things didn't go right this year. Okay, don't just move on. Actually look at those things and try and figure out what could I have done better? 
and take a like a real look at those things to try and figure out how do you ultimately move forward. So, you know, for for me, I remember uh, one of the stories I talk about in the book is uh, with a Coca-Cola executive, actually, about a year into this, again, didn't have experience in the beverage industry. I'm really starting to get pretty down on kind of what I'm seeing. We're, we've got it in about 10 stores in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it's doing pretty well. And I had customers writing to me from day one that were reading the bottle and emailing us off of our email on the bottle or calling into customer save, service saying, you're really helping me drink water. You're That's helping awesome. me control my type 2 diabetes, all these things. But I was thinking I could go do something that I really know what to do because I couldn't figure out shelf life. I couldn't figure out how to distribute this product. So a friend introduced me to somebody very senior at Coca-Cola and he was nice enough to get on the phone with me. And so I, I'm explaining for 15 minutes how great we're doing. And and then suddenly uh, he interrupts me and he said, sweetie, Americans love sweet. This product isn't going anywhere. And I was like, whoa, like, what, what, just, wait, what just happened? Well, two things. And, yeah. Right. First of all, I just dismissed you, you know, right. they cause you sweetie. Right. Uh, oh, and, man. And so, but, and, and so anyway, and my dad said, good thing you weren't sitting across the table from him. That could have ended really badly. And, yeah. and but I said, but. You know, it's funny because I think back on this time where I'm really thankful for him actually saying that to me because what it did is it made me listen. And I kept trying to, to understand, I felt like by talking to this person who had tons of experience and, you know, he's godlike, right? He's going right. to solve, he knows everything. He's, he, right. you know, knows exactly he can wave his magic wand and distribute my product or tell me how to get shelf life, whatever. And at the end of that conversation, after 45 minutes, he never said the word health. Instead, what he said is the consumer wants zero calories and that's what we're going towards. And, and so anyway, the end of the story was that I got off the phone and I thought I have a decision to make. I either, he's not going to do this product. I have customers. I don't have a lot of customers, but I have customers who like what I'm doing. So I either give up, which is what he wants me to do, or I put the gas on and find those customers. And so that's what I did. I, I said, I have to talk to these customers and figure out how do I find more of them? And so that is what we did. And we did it through um, you know, guerrilla marketing through going to events to, and we just said to people here, have a bottle of hint, try it. Yeah. And, and that's how we got them. Well, I think there's a couple of, one great lesson of that. And I've been saying this with the, all the stuff that's been going on with the political campaign and the turmoil and people being on red States or blue States or right. That a lot of people think you have, what you might've done was go in and try to convince him. And there's mm-hmm. no way you're going to convince him. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we have to understand sometimes in these conversations, our job are not to not to convince, but mm-hmm. to understand. If we understand, 100%. then we get it right. Then we're then we're not like, oh, I'm up throwing myself against the wall, against the wall, against the wall. We just go around the freaking wall. Right. Right. And, and, and that is 100 yeah. percent what I realized. And it was a moment where I always now say to entrepreneurs that the dots eventually connect that, yeah. that, from that conversation was meant to be that morning. Because I, had a that, co- 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to jump in. I had a conversation with someone yesterday and I'm doing a bill, you know, billions of dollar transaction. I'm helping lead through the board. And the guy's just, a, excuse my language, a total asshole. Mm-hmm. And there's no way I can convince this guy. I finally just said, stop talking. Well, stop talking to him. Stop talking to him. And everybody said, <laughs> well, we're going to walk away from billions of dollars. I said, there's a, there's somebody else. And the mm-hmm. next call, we, we were able to do it. Now, now one of the things... Let, let, I got to take a quick break again, and then I'm going to come right back because I got to ask you about the name. All right, we'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back uh, on LinkedIn and Facebook because we're doing a live cast of all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Of course, I'm talking to Kara Golden, and she is, I mean, she, I'm telling you, listen, the founder and CEO of Hint. Now, I got to ask you this question. Who came up with the name? Because I think... That's genius. I, you know, when I first read about you and understood, and I went like, holy crap, hint, a fruit infused water with zero sugar, sweeteners, calories, but hint, who, who came up with that? So it was me and the original name, not a lot of people know this, although uh, I wrote about it in the book, but the original name was Wawa. I had been spending three years with my young kids at home and I'm married to an intellectual property lawyer who looked at me when I decided to move from tech to starting my own beverage company. I said, so the name of the company is Wawa and he's from the East Coast. And he said, so there's this tiny little company in Pennsylvania called Wawa probably not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. And so, uh, so as I started talking about the company and, and what my idea was, it It was, I I was given people hints. There was a hint of flavor. And all of a sudden I said, hint, and he said, four letters, you'll never get the trademarks. And by the way, uh, never listen to your husband or your lawyer about naming or about trademarks, because I, I thought, Right at that moment, not only I asked him to register the name Hint, but also drink water, not sugar. And he started laughing. He said, you're kidding. There's no way you're going to get the trademarks for drink water, not sugar. And we have worldwide rights on Hint and drink water, not sugar. Mic drop. Now, mic drop. <laughs> now, now he works with you now, right? You guys work together, which, it, you know, oh, yeah. I, working with my spouse is good and bad, right? So is it good and bad for you still or what? It's it's great actually. Yeah. We've been working for 15 years and you know raising four kids together and I you know I think what I've learned a- along the way is we do things a little unconventional, right? Now everybody's yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, like is it so hard to work with your husband?" We've actually, you know, I think we've got this yin and yang. We've got very different skill sets as well and mm. and ultimately, you know, he was a he was a struggling or a frustrated lawyer. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, he didn't love law and he really loved science. And so when he jumped in to really run our operations, again, operations in the early days was just delivering cases a hint and taking them out of the back room at Target. But over time, I mean, He's done everything from remove 40% of the plastic out of the bottle and Sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, and automate our supply he, chain. He's the, de- he's the detail guy, right? You're more of the visionary expressive sales, right? You can, t- yeah, I mean, if I were sitting across from you or even listening to this conversation, I could see that. Like my, for my sure. same thing with my wife and I, I mean, she's more of this, although she's very expressive, but in the business, she's that nuts and bolts person. And that just, 
I just want to beat my head up against the wall when I've talked about stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys are, are the same, like what I found though, between the two of us, look, you're always going to have days, right. Where, oh, yeah, especially sure. raising four kids, there yeah. were some things that I needed to go do. And the thing that I think we've figured out is that if, for example, I couldn't show up for an interview, he could jump into it. If I yeah. needed to go and jump onto, you know, our production line, he is better at that role, but I can actually do it. Do and, it well. and I think, it, and I think that that's the thing about the two of us that yeah. we figured out is that we know every part of this company and we can cover for each other, um, which is really nice. And, you know, two people that are C-suites, right. That yeah. you can sort of, you understand enough to sort of get you in trouble along the way and, and do the best job you can. Gotcha. So do you anyway. ever catch, you ever catch him drinking a soda or something? <laughs> just ask. <laughs> no, yes. Although I, although I will say that the carbonated, you know, I've, I, what I've realized about water drinkers yeah. is that there's always, if you have more than one person in the house, they're 90% of the time, 95% of the time, there's a carbonated, there's a still water and there's a carbonated water drinker. And he was the carbonated guy. He grew See, up. My, with, that's the same thing with me. I like just water. And my wife likes the carbonated. We call it pop. Is, water. We call it pop water. Our, our yeah. grandkids call it pop water. So he grew up in New York with seltzer yeah. water. Seltzer, and, yeah. and so um, we started, you know, early days of Hint, throwing it in the soda stream machine and he was carbonating. And we said, why don't we just do a carbonated version of Hint without yeah. the sodium? Because all these carbonated waters and 15 years ago had so much sodium in it. So, yeah, so it's been it, it's been really fun. But he was really the driving force behind the the carbonated version of our product. Get a sense with you, by the way, I, I love the fact that you were named Badass 50, by the way. Just I thought that was pretty cool. I got to come up with one of those lists. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to a Badass 50. Or badass. I know. I love it. I love that. I just, and I love to be able to say it on the my podcast too. So this, But I also get this sense from you about you just talking to you. This is the first time we met, although I know we know lots of mutual uh, C-suiters. But um, I also read a lot about you as well. And then where you live and everything else, I get this Zen sense with you as well, that you've kind of come to a different point in your life where maybe before it was hectic, hectic, diet, diet, coke, caffeine, this, this, and this. And now you've, you're at the Zen level. Is that, am I correct in reading that and seeing that in you? Yeah. You know, I think there's a little bit of that. I think that another thing that I firmly believe that when I jumped into hint, I hadn't really been getting, I, I was, you know, when I left AOL, I had a great experience at AOL and was great, but the the growth was kind of flattening out and I was managing, right? I wasn't really, yeah. I wasn't learning. And, and I think that mm. the thing that I really loved about being in, you know, the beverage industry and learning about health was that I was learning. And so today I'll go as far as to say that the people who are lifelong learners and who yeah. are waking up every single day saying, what can I learn are really the ones that call it Zen, call it happy. I think that it's a key thing. Yeah. I think the, I use the word balance. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was thinking about Zen's not the right word, but balance, but you have a sense of power from that balance. And I can clearly see that with you. I mean, I can clearly, you. you know, it exudes out of me what you say, how you say it, the global confidence it's there from the first second that I, you know, that chemistry is there from the first second I get on the camera with you and in this interview. So it's, Thank it's you. unique to see, but it's unique to see. And you don't always see that with every leader. And there's something very special about you. So I just thought I'd pass that on. 
So Thank not you. that you needed it. Not Very nice. Need, yeah, but now you need it. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time, but I, I want to come back, Kara. We got to have you back. We're going to, we got I many more it. stories to tell. Undaunted, overcoming doubts and doubters. I love that, especially for all those people that stand in the way of driving progress. You know, in your company, all the, the naysayers, the, the captains of no. Uh, that's what this book's all about. How do you do that and make it happen? Of course, we're talking with Kara Golden. She is the CEO and founder of Hint. If you don't have it, rush out and drink it today. And don't forget, buy the book. Thanks so much for being with us on All Business with Jeffrey Aislin. Thank you. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I'll tell you what I took away from this show. Today, I was managing. Did you hear her say that? I was managing. We how many times in our business do we do that? How many times in our personal lives or our family we we manage, we just go along, we're doing it the way it's supposed to do rather than the way it could be, you know? Over my over my office, I have this thing that says, "Hey, because we can." So it's not about managing, it's about taking the steps to do it the way you want to, have whatever you want the way you can because you can. That's what I learned right here. It was a great thing to be able to pick up from Kara today on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Don't forget to tell your friends and uh, come listen to us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.